There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's QFTA. Hose. I feel like there should be some music under this. <laughs> uh, welcome in. My name is Tim McCartan. Unbelievable talent. Stunning talent. Excited for you to be able to hear my talent. Isn't that what Joe DiMaggio said? If a young boy is getting a chance to go to a Yankees game... I'm excited that he's getting a chance to see me play. Isn't that the, what the story goes? Sounds like something he would say. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you that I am playing in your whip while you work out or while you chip balls at St. Louis Country Club. Welcome in. Uh, Tim McCartan and Action Jackson with you. The podcast is brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, by Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Get that furnace checked up, Jackson. Stop screwing around. It's time. You know, I know the weather is warm right now, but a month from now, guess what it is? I'll tell you what it is. It's October 25th. You ever been to a Cardinal World Series game? I have not. I've been to an NLCS game. Okay. Well, that's a hybrid. But World Series games, I would say, uh, are usually freezing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. My, my point is get it checked out because it might seem like it's great now. Get a check now. Go that to designerservice.com. And then, uh, of course, uh, Munganast, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. It's a great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast, St. Louis Acura.com, and AltonToyota.com. Munganast, the sponsor of uh, the podcast as well. And uh, welcome. And I said this on TMA. What did you think of this? Let me ask you this because you get to reverse engineer this with me. This is kind of like a TMA post game show to start today. All it's right. QFTA. Now, by the way, you can email in anything, anytime. And I'm still trying to get a hate mail. I got people using burner accounts sending hate mail in. Mm. It's not. It doesn't count. Right. Yeah, Send it from your actual email account, right. or DM it on you know whatever social media platform. I might not use social media, but I still get DMs. Sure. And then I'll send you the hundred fifty dollars to piss me off. But creating like a Gmail account and then mm-hmm. going, all right, what about this? Eh. So anyway, so we get this email, which I have in the QFTA f- folder from Esteban Yan, and he called it "Falling Out of Love with TMA." And I read a portion of it, but I hadn't, it, it, I got it while we were doing the show. It came across at 8.56. So we're live on TMA. And I always enjoy when I get long emails just because I show them the dog and he, he can't believe it. <laughs> now, I know I can send some monster emails. So it's, uh, but I, I just, it, it gets Doug's reaction and that amuses me and that's why I do it. So then I read part of it. I didn't want to read the whole thing live on the air because I hadn't read it yet and I didn't know if, like, individuals were going to take shrapnel. But then he theorized based off the premise that he didn't like the direction of TMA, all while being very complimentary of Balloon Party and QFTA, that therefore we would start to lose listeners and start to lose advertising dollars. Now, as you know, and as Doug knows, and as Iggy knows, and as the Plowhawk knows, and as everybody here at Hubbard who's involved in sales knows, 
Ryan Kelly, longtime title sponsor of TMA, to the point that I still am having a tough time with calling it the morning after and not the Ryan Kelly morning after. Understandable. Yeah, I mean, you were in high school when he started sponsoring the show, maybe even before that. Yeah. Had to be close. Yeah, I got to high school in 2012. Okay, so for real, right? It was 2012, 2013. Anyway, that that he, uh, you know, I mean, if you're observing the housing market, the mortgage business with rates got up to seven and a half for a 30 year fixed last week. And I don't know where it is as Jackson and I are sitting here today. Most people probably aren't going, ah, maybe I'll refinance and go from a five to a seven and a half. Most people in 2020 and 2021 got themselves, Doug was saying he's in the twos, I'm in low threes. It's, it's what's freezing the housing market unless you absolutely have to move. And then if you absolutely have to move because there's no supply, prices is, are still super high, even though, you know, what you can afford with a two or a three rate versus a seven are two totally different things for most people who aren't peeling off cash. So anyway, so I thought after I read that email, which I didn't plan to do, but we had just read an email. Oh, we read the email from... Brad and Boca, right, 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 who was theorizing that Crystal Martin wasn't really Crystal Martin or whatever it was. Right. And I said, oh, I got another, like, because Iggy's like, oh, my God, how bored are people? And then I go, oh, I got another one, and look how long this is. But then I didn't know what it was about, and then it turned into a whole thing. And honestly, if I could have it back, I wouldn't have read it, if I'm being honest with everybody. And I think I will be honest with everybody today. Yes, I decided I will be. But then one of his things was now you're getting into the business of the show. And then I'm like, okay, so I've known, everybody's known that Ryan Kelly isn't going to be the title sponsor going forward. And we've known that for a few weeks. But I also know that most people in the audience, if not everybody in the audience, didn't know that. And then if you read this email on the show, and then at some point in the next handful of days, we announce Ryan Kelly's not the title sponsor of TMA. What will happen for the TMA conspiracy theorist will be, oh, right. Esteban Yan was right. Yep. But in reality, Ryan Kelly had canceled all of his advertising months ago with the exception of one property, TMA. Right. He had canceled all of his Hubbard advertising. I used to do live reads for him on the balloon party. That was gone. He was on all kinds of shows all over the place, but beyond Hubbard and St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if you drove on, uh, 40 and 170 and you looked, uh, south on Brentwood Boulevard, you would see the Home Loan Expert building. That's not there anymore. That's the nature of the beast. Now, I would tell you this, uh, I'll bet on Ryan Kelly to come back like Jordan wearing the 4-5, but you can't control the circumstances and these are where the circumstances are. And so he had to, heartbreakingly so, when he texted me and told the sales staff here, he had to pull off our, uh, title sponsorship. So... That sucks, but that's business. Those things happen. So anyway, I thought, you know what? I know I've got to talk about this at some point on the show. I don't want to lead with it because I don't want to make it come off like a bigger deal than it is. And I thought, okay, since I just did this with the Sestabanyan thing, this is this strikes me as a good time to bring up the Ryan Kelly sponsorship thing, which I've been aware of for three weeks. What have all been? I don't know how many. Of I, I know everybody on the show is aware of it. I just didn't know when everybody knew about it. Uh, Jackson, your thoughts? I thought it was handled correctly today mm. on the program. Mm. I thought that was the right way to do it. Mm. a show that I think, to our credit, and I think the listeners would agree that it's part, even if they don't think about it 
off the top of their head subconsciously they really appreciate about the show is that we let people behind the curtain to almost everything. That is kind of the nature of the show. It's pick up the ball at 7.07 a.m. and let it go where it goes. Yeah. And part of that is talking about behind-the-scenes stuff that I, I don't necessarily listen to every radio show across the town or certainly across the nation, but I would be surprised if most people uh, who listen to radio shows get the same information, behind-the-scenes information that we provide. I'm not saying as like we're the greatest, but it's certainly something that we do. Yeah, I, well, I think the reason for it is the audience is so involved. And I was saying to, I can't even recall who I was saying, I probably said it to multiple people. Like, for example, I mean, I'm sure sponsors have come and gone on Balloon Party. Mm-hmm. And we're on 101. It's obviously a big station. But the audience investment on 101 I think, is more about loving sports. And then if you wanted to do a subcategory, loving the Cardinals and Blues, than it is about TMA listeners and loving slash hating members of this show and or the show as a whole. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a difference. No, I know exactly. I remember talking to John Ewell one time about Casey. I mean, John Ewell for real, if like you're doing Mount Rushmore of St. Louis radio personalities, he is absolutely on there. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, your thing is interesting to me. He goes, because we obviously have people in, it, it, who live for Casey, and they do. I mean, they they still do. He goes, but they live for Casey, the station, and what it represents. They don't necessarily live for personalities on Casey. You know, Casey to them, especially if they're a little older, represents their youth when that station was, you know, the place and the only place to get classic rock. What wasn't classic rock at the time, it was just, you know, current rock and roll. And he was a part of it from nearly the very beginning and uh, and all the huge acts that still come through but came through... um, that's what that station represents. TMA is a different thing. And so, therefore, I have felt like the best policy, if you can't, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes, Because I'd be airing out something that doesn't necessarily involve me but may involve somebody else, and it could be, you know, not a good thing for that person's reputation. So I'm just like, okay, I'll take heat even though I know what the truth is. But if, when I can and I can explain things, I want to explain things. Because I know the audience is super invested. And I just think that's the, I don't know, I don't know if it's right, because then it makes it sound like it's moral. I just think it's the best way to go about doing it, is for the audience to know that you're being straightforward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's right. I think being straightforward and being honest. But then you get in a weird spot where sometimes you can't say things, and the audience is like, well, what about being straightforward? I'm like, well, if I told you, then you'd go, oh, God, now I get why you didn't say anything. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. now once it's out, I can't put that back in. So it's it's here it is. This is the deal. And and there haven't been you know, there hasn't been a lot of that stuff recently, but there certainly has been stuff like that and you can't really Yeah. That's the downside of doing it. That's that's yeah. certainly the downside of doing it is that you can't talk about everything, but when you've set a precedent that you basically do talk about everything, the stuff you don't talk about gets hyper focused on. Right. And I feel that's just kinda as we've talked about before, the cost of doing business when it comes to stuff like that. But I thought today it was handled, you know, and uh, as best it could because it's an, it's a tough spot. Yeah, it's a tough spot. It no didn't. Matter. I mean, it, it, it wasn't even on my mind to talk about that. Um, I talked with Kelly Hanna, our general sales manager, like last week. She goes, "Hey, you know, we're we're not doing any home loan expert spots now, even though the stu- as I'm sitting here talking, you were in our studios for TMA, and it's the home loan expert on the backdrop." Um, 
I guess it's behind Plowhawk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, I mean, it just happened. I mean, Ryan wants to get back on as soon as he possibly can. Right. But I'm like, here's the thing. I got to be careful on this because I got to talk to Ryan because, like, I know what the situation is. But it's Ryan's business. Mm-hmm. And even though it impacts our show's business, it's Ryan's business that, because of the state of the world, has to change. Yeah his sponsorship of our show, it's not my place to say on behalf of his business. So I said to Ryan, I said, hey, man, you know, we're, there's going to be a time here soon where I'm going to have to start calling it the morning after. And I know our audience, understandably so, which is a great thing, is going to go, what the hell happened to the Ryan Kelly thing? And if you don't give them an explanation, they'll, right. they'll fill the void with yeah. their own theories, and then it turns into a whole thing. Yeah. So that's why when I'm like, oh, this guy's coming up with his theories that revenue will go down because he doesn't like, you know, the direction of TMA right now. Uh, and then then three days later, hey, Ryan Kelly's out. Oh, right. see, that's what, and I'm going, oh, that's not it at all. But so that's why I'm like, okay, you know what? This will be the time to do it because it's somewhat organic. Yeah. That was the thought process. Most people may have absolutely zero interest in this, but I thought this is the time to do it. They had been asking me to do it at Hubbard for a few days. Right. And I'm like... It's gotta be. It's gotta be right. And I said to Ryan, I said, "What would you like me to say?" And I said, "You know what I've been thinking is, you know, you notice rates are essentially what I just said. Rates are up. Obviously, people aren't refinancing. The home situation is incredibly unique because prices haven't dropped, but people aren't moving. Mm-hmm. And prices haven't dropped because of lack of supply. Uh, so the demand is still there." But people aren't refinancing. That's a huge part of the growth of that industry over the last decade was refinancing, and in particular in 2020 and 2021. So anyway, that's the backstory on it. Um, and I feel like on QFTA, I can elaborate more on it. I'm fine with, as fine as one can be with reading negative stuff about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I've come to accept, I'm certainly not as fine with reading things that aren't true about the show or myself, but I'm accepting of the fact that I can't change it. So I like don't go try to play whack-a-mole with each thing I read or is texted in that I'm going, well, that's complete bullshit, you know, and then all of a sudden it becomes the show or me on social media is like, well, that's not true. Just go, okay, this is the deal. As I said, I think we did a podcast called Cost of Doing Business. But when it comes to the business of the show, which is how the show has been able to have five people on it, uh, despite being on HD2, and hopefully soon six, who knows, um, that I can't let, I mean, I can, but I don't want to let bullshit start spinning out of control on that. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Ryan Kelly's not sponsoring anymore. I wonder what's going on. And that's, that's just got, one has nothing to do with the other. But what I've also learned is, even if I say that, in a way it almost intensifies the, oh, he must be lying thing. So that's a weird thing. Yeah. But I think that's maybe one out of 100 people. So you don't talk to the other 99 just right. because of the one. Right. You do what you think is best and how people take it is truly right. out of your hands. It can be frustrating for sure when, like you said, shit pops up that isn't, it's just completely false either about you or the show, but the way you lay it out and the way you handle it, if you think that's best in the moment, and I do agree that the way it was handled today was organic and well done, 
at the end of the day, that's all you can control. And it's tough. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough spot. I mean, like I said, though, like if, if, if I don't even know, I'm sure I'm trying to think of something. I don't know. And then, I, you know, it's, it's kind of, it might be getting out of my lane if I start talking about 101, but um, like business on 101. But I'm sure we've had, I mean, I know for certain that we have had things change at times, but the sponsors aren't as ingrained there as they are on this show, right. which is one of the reasons why the sponsors have had success is because they get return and they stick around. Um, so it's a, it's a weird spot when you feel like, yeah, I got an obligation to talk about an advertiser, but that's the reason why the show has been around for as long as it is because advertisers get a return on investment, um, which is, and it, when it's all said and done, what matters? Like when people start talking about downloads or ratings, if they're on radio, or subscribers, followers, I suppose for some who aren't aware of, and probably this would fall into the category of most actually, and I'm not saying they're dumb, it's just not, it's just not what they've had to worry about. I've had to be responsible for selling my own stuff, so I am aware of it. I think it's more of like a brag thing or an ego thing but the reality is the reason why those metrics exist, as in ratings or downloads, is to give advertisers an idea of the size of the audience they will reach. And then it gives the content distributor, station, podcast, an idea of what they should charge. That's what it's for. It's not for, well, I've got 100,000 followers. <laughs> you know, our show is number one in the ratings. That's not what it is. It's, 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 it's I mean, that those things can be true, but they're not there to trace cock size. Mm-hmm. They're there to give advertisers who want to go, oh, we want to reach men 25 to 54 and we need to do it in markets one through 25. Okay, what are those stations in New York, Chicago, LA, and so on and so forth, all the way down through St. Louis to market 25. That's what that's there for. Uh, it's not there like as a scoreboard. So, but, but it's all there because the advertisers want to get a return on investment. That is what it is for. TMA has been able to deliver return on investment, um, even without being scored, so to speak, because it's never been on, on rating. I guess the morning grind was in 2006. Uh, so now we have downloads and we can see that and we can see them trending up. But when people brought this up and I feel like it was a, a question a few weeks ago, I'm like, you know, if the show were struggling, I would go, yeah, then maybe you look at making a change, but the show's not. And so, whereas, you know, it's certainly different at this moment than it was a couple years ago. And a couple years ago, it was different than it was two years before that. And two, you know, it's, it's had changes in different members as far as like producers and board operators. Uh, the bottom line is it's performing better than it ever has. But then I feel like people are like, well, maybe that isn't true and you're just saying it. I just don't know what to say. Right. It is. Right. And, but I, you know, that that's not public information. Just like ratings, I guess, aren't public information. Right. Um, listen, inevitably, there will be a time where it won't be as popular. Or one of us just goes, okay, we're done and that'll wrap it up. That's going to happen. And I suppose even then it'll be like, oh, I bet they were fired or something like that. But I would hope that the majority of the people listening know that it's, that it's honest. But then it has become, he doth protest too much, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to give, hey, here it all is. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, like you said, I think the majority and the overwhelming majority will always know that 
we're being honest. And yeah. so that, that's all you can worry about. Yeah. That's so so about. anyway, that's the situation. And I wanted to elaborate on it uh, here on QFTA. You can send your questions, comments in T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Anything and everything is welcome. Uh, what a huge show we had a couple weeks ago with uh, with two erotic stories. Oh. Unfortunately, now back in a drought. Ah, damn it. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, it was, the second of the two we read was so hot. Thank I you. feel like that should tide people over. Yeah. At least through, you know, most of the autumn. Thank you. Yeah, fall time. Yeah, but once winter hits, we're going to need some. That's, when it, that's when it really slows down. Well, yeah, but that's cuffing season is the one problem. So hopefully people are still getting in their, their dalliances. And well, then, I like uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, and, then, uh, and then by wintertime, we're all hibernating and uh, fattening up for the slaughter. Yeah. We can get it's some good erotic stories. Uh, all right, Jackson. I did this last week. One second. All right. I think I got five that I feel like would be good topics. All right. All right. I'm fired Give up. me a number one through five. So I went with two last week. We're going to go with number four this week. Oh, this is what a, it's almost like you've, you're hacked into my computer. Is this a Mizzou basketball one? Yes. Fuck yes. Yes, 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 yes. And this was sent in before he got Boateng from our, Little Rock Central. Yeah, and our Boateng. This was sent on Monday, September 11th, 8-19. Tim, I want to preface this question with I'm an Illinois alum, and I do not know the ins and outs of the Mizzou fan base. However, I was born and raised in St. Louis and have always been intrigued by the Mizzou fan base and its perception of itself. My question is, why does Mizzou not... Oh, hey, i gotta, I got to interrupt because I no, think... No, I'm looking at the same thing. For the, the game time of the LSU game? So, Alan Dadeville texted me that Kentucky-Georgia... Got the seven the seven p.m. Eastern kickoff. Missouri I, LSU is is an eleven o'clock game. Oh my god! No. No. Unbelievable. No. Unbelievable. Ah, uh, dude, this is this is bad. This is really bad. This is infuriating, actually. This is this is bullshit. Wow, 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 wow. I'm despondent. I am despondent. Unbelievable. Yep, there it is. Herb Vincent, 26 seconds ago. 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN. This is bullshit. I got to come out of retirement on Twitter. This is bullshit. It's gift season. Oh, no. Jackson. It's happening live on Kentucky, QFTA. Georgia. What happens if Kentucky loses to Florida this week? I can't believe they didn't use. What like if they lose to Florida, then that game is nothing. God damn it! If that if they, I mean it's an absolute nothing if Kentucky loses to Florida in Lexington this weekend. That's just bullshit. Yep. And yeah, then uh, what's the three o'clock game or two thirty? Yeah, Alabama, Texas A and M is the two thirty on CBS. And Mizzou LSU on ESPN. Man, that is brutally bad. That God is terrible. That's terrible. That's going to, boy, now that really changes up how I'm going to do this next week. Oh, no. It's a Friday drive up. You got hit and giggle. Yes, right after the hit and giggle. Go down 70. Got no choice. Fuck. Despondent. 
I mean, that that kickoff, there'll be like seventy five percent of the fans in. That's ass. God. Always sucks. It's never full at the beginning. Oh no. Unbelievable. It's crazy. They're not using the flex at this time. Like I, because I'm see, like if the, if Kentucky does not beat Florida, then you have. Yeah, a, which a, is live. Is a, the, what is the, is? Have you seen a number on that? No, but I yeah. would. I would imagine that Florida's favorite. They're the number twenty-two team in the country. They've looked way different since they played Utah to kick the season off. They've looked way. Better. Oh fuck me! This is just brutal. Here, I'll give you that number right now because that's I know is an early game on Saturday of this coming. Kentucky week. is minus three. Okay, yeah. So field goal favorite. Georgia's minus 14 and a half at Auburn. I mean, I'm just telling you, Georgia losing is in play. Right, and then they're stuck with an absolute dead game in their second best. I, don't, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, Georgia losing is, you know, not likely, of course, but it's just, it's in play. I just don't know why they would. I mean, Georgia's the same size favorite as Missouri against Vanderbilt. And Missouri losing is in play. Sure, yeah. and that, then that's gonna LSU you will miss no... Uh, but this is exactly why you use the flex. Like, why put it in there if you're not going to use it? What, are you waiting for down the road? The SEC is just going to beat up on itself, and they've done poorly in non-conference. So it's not – the marquee matchups aren't going to be there. You have you have the possibility for a big marquee matchup. In moments like this, there's only one website I go to. PowerMizzou.com. No, Tiger, Tiger Board. <laughs> yeah. And they're about? not happy. I can't imagine. How do they feel after drinks at Casey as the Chiefs and St. Louis as the Tigers? <laughs> Uh, what was that? That was odd. That I that that was odd. You know, that was um, I, from the small straw straw sample size I took on uh, Twitter after after. Uh, Power oh, you Mizzou. went on Twitter and tweeted out about it? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I saw Power Mizzou. Maybe not been Power Mizzou. Somebody maybe one someone at Camo, K O M U tweeted out that quote, and the responses were not pleased. A lot of, oh yeah, a lot of like. You know, just Missouri Tiger logos as the Twitter accounts. Uh, we're very upset. Like, so like, just cut off half the state with that quote. I was like, well, I don't think he was trying to make Kansas City feel bad or you know say that Kansas City doesn't support the Tigers. I think he was further trying. But right. Eli Drinkwitz, you know, kind of kicking himself in the shin with his comments is nothing new. You know, he's kind of been doing that ever since he got here. But yeah, that was odd. Oh, Jackson, I am so upset about this. Mm. God, this This is the same. I feel like there was a year relatively recently where the Georgia, it must have been 2014, but I guess they had already lost to Indiana, so I kind of get it. And Georgia was coming to Columbia, and it was an 11 o'clock game. It's just any time. This is the shit. And the thing, and and then, then, you know, as I've said before, I'm looking to achieve Doug Vaughn Nirvana, mm-hmm. and I, I put Doug in a place that I think he's uncomfortable with me putting him in, like how much I look to him. Mm-hmm. I actually look to him more for stuff, like outside of the stuff that most of the audience loves, which him is a radio host. I just, like, he's, he's got... But the one thing that I would say that Doug and I, when we're talking about something, like he'll see it through the lens of what's best for him, and I'm like, I get that, and I've got things that are best for me, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, what is best for the, the, the program? And when I brought it, he goes, 11 o'clock, that's good. You know, I'm like, but that's not, yeah. you know, I know like Gabe likes the 11 o'clock games because then he doesn't have to be there until midnight, and I get that. But for the program, and so when Mizzou fans talk about it, especially older ones are like, well, this is great. It's not 
optimal for the program and you don't get a spot. How often have you had a spot where you're undefeated and you have a huge brand name coming to town and what that can do? And honestly, I think the last time was 2010 against Oklahoma. Yeah. And you saw what that was. We're talking about it 13 years later and what that meant. You can make a case that that set up 2013 and 2014 hmm. from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. These I mean, things matter. Yeah. And so when I bring it up, people are like, oh, you just don't want to get up early. Motherfucker, I'm up at 4 <laughs> 30 yeah. every day. Even on the weekends now, my son's skating at 6 30 or 7. I'm, I don't give a fuck about it. I'm thinking about what I would want to be a full parking lot of people tailgating either for a 2.30 game or a 6 o'clock game, and the attention that it gets in St. Louis and Kansas City and all over the state to come to that game. And then, ideally, you go, holy shit, that was incredible. I want to come back for the South Carolina, Tennessee, and, and Florida games. And then recruits see it and go, holy shit. And, yeah, you can sit there and go, well, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State play at 11 o'clock all the time. That's because of their shitty television contract, which they're getting out of at the end of this year because they're going to be on CBS. Right. They won't be playing at 11 o'clock in 2024. Why? Because the games are going to be on CBS at 2.30. Oh. Ah, oh, dude, this is – yes, you were correct. Uh, when Georgia came to town, when Mizzou was the number 23 team in the country and Georgia was 13, that game was at 11 a.m. Yes. And it was a 34 nothing loss. That was following – uh, they lost Indiana and then beat South Carolina in Columbia East, the number 13 team in the country, South Carolina, and then Georgia came to town, and that was an 11 o'clock game. It's just it's it's brutal. I mean, I'm like I'm thinking about like how I'm gonna make this work, and it sucks. And then and then after the game, you're like not in a spot where you can just go out immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird time. If it, if it was noon, like I'm like if like if it was noon, it would be different. Like noon and 11 a.m., I feel like there's a big difference between those two. 11 a.m. is just bad, bad, bad. God, it's brutal. How about that? I went to my friends at Power Mizzou. I'm not real popular there. But then again, where am I? Mm-hmm. And I just read this right now. This totally matters for atmosphere. Those that say it doesn't are coping. It will be full and loud, no doubt. But having eight hours to get lubricated before a night game is a whole different animal. This would have approached Oklahoma 2010 levels of hype. Would have had casuals driving in without tickets just to be a part of the atmosphere. This gentleman is... Nailed it. Uh, can I give him some kind of prize? We can name the, seg- uh, the podcast after him. M-I-Z-D-S-P. <laughs> M-I-Z-D-S-P. Well, right now you're in the lead for the title. <laughs> yeah. M-I-Z-D-S-P. Oh, my fucking Lord. Yeah. Boy. I've been... I mean, I, I circled the K-State game... Months ago, saying if they can win that and be undefeated, then it sets the stage for anything but an 11 o'clock. As long as because the, the shit matters. Yep, yep. And it's just so surprising that they're not using the flex schedule because you could have dead game at 6 I know. PM. And, and, and that's not saying that Mizzou, you know, because if Mizzou lose to Vandy, then that would be a dead game too. I'm not saying that they should have given Mizzou. They should just use the ability that they have to flex out that game, to flex out all the games and go six days. I just don't see the upside in not using it. I mean, I've looked at the rest of the schedule. It's not like there's going to be a ton of marquee. So the matches. way it winds up working, LSU at Missouri, 11 o'clock. Fuck off. What? Was this Western Michigan at Mississippi State, 11 o'clock. Great. Alabama at A&M, 2.30. I'm not arguing with that. I just I, They might want that one back here in six mm-hmm. days, five days. Yep. 
A&M losing at Arkansas is live. Very man. live. Very live. Vanderbilt at Florida, 3 o'clock. That's SEC Network. Kentucky at Georgia. That's the one that got us. 6 p.m. And Arkansas at Ole Miss, 6.30. So, mm. fuck off. I'm so... And, and, the thing, and the thing that's tough about it is is that I am so confident in how much this matters. And I'm not talking about matters for the game as, as in, like, the outcome on the field. Missouri could still win at 11 o'clock. I'm yeah. talking about the buildup. People going, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we were going to go. We are getting a bus, Anna Marie and all of her naughty nine friends, um, for that game. And then a couple of them had something schedule-wise they couldn't do it. And we're like, okay, I guess we'll just go up. You know, maybe the two of us, but we won't get the bus. Thank God we didn't book it because now it just totally changes the whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it totally does. I think it can, to a certain extent, affect the performance on the field a little bit, too, because the energy, I know the energy will be still be great at 11 a.m., but it's not, he's that M-I-Z-D-S-P, our MVP, is right. Like, it is, there's a huge difference when you've had a whole afternoon to tailgate and the excitement and the hype around it. Like this weekend when Forest State played Clemson, during the day at the 11 a.m., that's a huge advantage to Florida State to not have to play them at night. Couldn't agree more. That's a huge advantage. Listen, somebody's got to be there. I just, God, I'm just, the thing about it is, and listen, so then if Missouri loses to Vanderbilt, oh, what about the time thing? I'm like, this is what you have in the moment. That's when you make decisions. It's great. It's wonderful. I've played against a lot of you motherfuckers in poker (laughs) and taken a lot of your money. Oh, King Jack hit. I won the hand. You only have the information in the moment. You don't get to see the cards when you make the decision. And so what you have right now are five games coming up, and I guess you could say six for all six of these teams that are in this mix, and they truly could lose. Georgia could lose to Auburn. Missouri could lose to Vanderbilt. They might be the two least likely as far as probabilities go, but A&M could absolutely lose at Arkansas. Alabama might also be in the least likely of losing at Mississippi State, but who fucking knows? They're playing them at 8 o'clock, those cowbells, and, our, and Alabama doesn't have an offense, so shit, who knows? Uh, and then uh, you've got Florida and Kentucky. That's a three-point spread, as we were talking about. And what's the other one? Oh, LSU and Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, these are that, and that's a game if LSU wins. Now LSU's a one-loss team. It's probably knocking on the door of the top ten. Yep. Why not use the fucking window? God Damn it. I actually might go into reporting mode on this. This is going to get me out of retirement. It's already got me out of retirement on Twitter. This old Phil Ivey uh, image. I, I, for the life of me, ugh, fuck. It's bullshit, Tim. It's bullshit. I'm sure people are like, why? I listen to that guy. He doesn't get upset about anything. He's been trying to get somebody to pay him to get him upset, and he's upset about the kickoff time for the LSU game. Uh, Greg Sankey just did it to you. Greg Sankey got it. Yeah, I got a Venmo Greg Sankey, $150. I think he needs it, too. So He does. Mm. But it's not It's not just about that day. It's about, and then I read somebody under my guy. What's M-I-Z-D-S-P. the name of Thank you. Because this is great. This means the homecoming game probably won't be an 11 o'clock start. Give a fuck. This is like, this is like Cardinal fan who goes, oh, we're going to have dry powder at the trade deadline. They don't do any trade deadline. We're going to have dry powder in the offseason. They don't do any offseason. Oh, we're going to have dry powder at the trade deadline. Oh, they're going to do any trade deadline. Oh, we're going to have dry powder in the offseason. Round and round we go. When are you going to realize mm. they're not using the dry powder? I feel like I'm like one of those college fans who does a podcast right after a loss, like Rondo with the bed sheets. And those are some of our favorite content, so I see nothing wrong with that. 
fuck me. I'm just going to hang on a tiger board all day. <laughs> it's a fun place to hang. <laughs> yeah, like, it's good for television, I guess, it would be 11 a.m., but it's not, it's not good for the way that Columbia is set up. It's just not right. It's not right. 11 a.m., if I'm a student, it sucks. Like, 11 a.m. kickoffs suck. It should be the best tailgate of the year, and it's That's not. That's the thing. I mean, you just... It becomes the worst. Not the worst. I mean, the, ol- the only... And even then, I mean, because there's just nothing... And again, listen, I'm well aware. I'm thrilled Missouri's 4-0. You know, I mean, I'm not going... This is a, this is the 2007 Missouri Tigers. Like my dad was saying to me yesterday, I was over at the house. He, well, I'll tell you, buddy, I think they're for real. And I go... And they might be. I just kind of see some things, and there's some injuries. I'm a little concerned. But, hey, at least they're alive and 4-0. Yeah, That's right. all you can ask for. All you want is hope. But, I mean, I, I, but I, also, you know, I also have to call it how I see it, and I'm not seeing dominance by any means. Um, but, hey, at least they're alive, and who knows what they can do. But what's the next biggest game that's left on the schedule, the home schedule? And it's, it's, Tennessee. it's Tennessee in November. Likelihood of them being and Tennessee already has a loss, so it just doesn't have no. the same. I suppose if Tennessee somehow runs the table between now and then, and Missouri is undefeated, and Tennessee has one loss and is in the top ten, that means Missouri has to win everything, including yeah, at Athens. Athens. Yeah, fuck. I mean, the South Carolina game isn't going to be. Well, you know, it's it's, it's it, it, it might be at night or it, it won't be at two thirty. I mean, Jesus. No. But it still doesn't have the. South Carolina's what got two losses, three losses? I think two. Oh, fuck me. I'm despondent. This is a despondent podcast. This is the yeah. Uh, and we knew I mean, we knew we were gonna find out the uh the uh the time of the game during this pod, or at least maybe that they, they were gonna flex the option, but we have now found out and this is brutal. This this right here is brutal. I am, two losses for uh, South Carolina. To UNC and to Georgia. Who'd they beat this weekend? Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, Mississippi. Mississippi State's just kind of operating like <laughs> on the Vanderbilt plane where, like, if somebody plays them or Vanderbilt, I'm like, oh, what happened? Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that. They play uh, Tennessee this weekend in Knoxville. So the likelihood is they're going to be a three-loss <sighs> team. Oh, and then they got Florida the week before they come to Columbia. So most likely a four-loss team heading into Missouri. So that, that game has no panache outside of being homecoming. Unbelievable. Yeah, not good. Not good, Tim. Not good at all. I'm trying to bounce back. Tough. I just this is what I this is honestly what I care about. Oh, yeah. I have been waiting for this. This has been the moment for months, yeah. and then and then I'm like, but they have to be undefeated. I can't bitch right. about it if they're three and one. Right. You, that means you lost to K State or Memphis or Middle Tennessee. Yeah. No, they Mizzou checked all the boxes. They right. Need, they needed to do. And you've got a guy. And the other thing is, you got a guy in Luther Burden right. who needs to be on prime. Right. Time. Needs to be in prime time. Especially against a team like LSU, where people would be like, "Oh, this isn't him doing against Memphis or, you know, even Kansas State to an extent. Like, it's him doing against LSU. If he can do the same thing in Athens, it's a whole thing." Man, we're down. Yeah, I, I legit. Yeah, we're when, down. So this is what this is how I guess I do need to Venmo one hundred fifty dollars to Greg Sankey. This yeah. is it. Yep, this is what's done. I'm I'm truly angry. I just I just I also think it's. I get Missouri potentially being the third game that weekend. The draft goes the 2.30 game, the 6 p.m. game, and then the 11 o'clock game. I get that. What I'm saying is 
so many things can change over this weekend. Why not use the six-day window? Yep, yep, because you're risking it. And I have a feeling they're going to be going, holy shit, now we're stuck with this game. Yep, yep, it could easily be. I mean, it's. I would say it's, I mean, I guess Kentucky is favored, but Florida, I think people don't have a good read on Florida at the moment. People don't have a good read on Kentucky, who's right. Kentucky played. Right, exactly, yeah. And so they don't have a good read on either team. And so if they have, if Florida kind of whoops on Kentucky, Damn it. then then you have a situation. I'm going to bet so much on Florida this weekend. Wow, look at you. You're making it personal now. Yeah. You're 100%. upset with Mark Stoops. Yep. This is going to be the, yeah. Then they're, then they're going to be stuck with a weak-ass game at 6 p.m. when they could have had. Yeah, I mean, how is it going to look if, if Missouri is in the top 20, LSU's right on the door of top 10, and they're playing at 11 a.m.? People will spin it that, oh, I mean, that's what, you know, right. it's a big game. It's a good opportunity. Well, you know what's going on at the exact same time as Missouri LSU? For all of you want to talk about eyeballs, the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners and undefeated Texas Longhorns on ABC. Yeah. So right. stop that. Right. This whole thing about, well, the Big Ten's biggest games are 11 o'clock. That's because of the TV contract. Right, which they're active, which they are leaving. They're, they're leaving. Yeah. It's, that should sh- go to show you what they think about the 11 o'clock time slot. Mm-mm-mm. Brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. I don't know. Kids Anybody want to send in something about tripping somebody? <laughs> Immediately. We're talking to <laughs> essentially talking, nobody yes, right now. Exactly. <laughs> You're talking to me. Uh, I guess you, I could, got, you got anything saved I you can just write, send over? Write you over. Yeah, I mean, I could just go on penthouse. Maybe see if Iggy's got something from his AOL chat days that he's got saved up. Yeah. I can't pick myself up. I'm dead serious. My wife's on a flight right now, so I don't know if she's got her text. Plus, she's got the... One-year-old weather, I'm sure he's relaxing. Well, I would like to get his thoughts on, that, on this bullshit. Furious. <laughs> of course. God, fuck. I don't even know if I can take my six-year-old, who was so excited about it. I, mean, that's like, he's got, I don't know what time his hockey shit is that oh, morning. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like the latest you could probably leave is 8, given traffic. Yeah. 8 a.m. would be about as late as you could leave. And I care about the game. Right. I don't, I, we, we already got popcorn, and you, you've already pissed like you're 90 years old and going to bed at 6 at night. You piss in your pants here, son. <laughs> We're watching the game. Look at that guy over there. He talks like he's, he's from the Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And he grew up in Southie. <laughs> You'll have to explain that to him. God. Yeah. yeah. Ah! We're getting, I'm despondent, yeah. and I would normally like. That's the thing. Both Gabe and Dave matter. D- Dave's working for the university. He can't really cover it. He's right. got to act like it's good. Right. Yeah. And Gabe has. Gabe. Gabe couldn't care any fucking less. Perfect time for Gabe to leave town. By the way, couldn't be happier about it. The Vanderbilt game. Yeah. And people bitching about the time of the game. Yeah, he nailed it. He while the it. olds talk about how great it is. God. Yeah. Uh, how people <sighs> are going to spin this is really going to piss me off. Too. Oh God. Yeah, I, the, it'll be the eyeball argument. Right. Because I can Texas spin. Oklahoma are playing at the same time on ABC. How, how are we going to get more eyeballs on? Yeah, right. Exactly. God. Fuck. You know what? I've never had a podcast grind to a halt. We've done a lot of podcasting. I know. And I feel like we can battle through it all. At 12.03, I go, oh, that means... And I expected to see the six-day window thing. And then I saw the thing about 2.30 for A&M in Arkansas, or A&M in Alabama. And I'm like, okay, it's, that means they decided. And it's between Missouri and LSU and Georgia and Kentucky. And they just won't fucking put them on at night. In a game that matters for Missouri. 
Big time. The Georgia game last year, you know, the Georgia game last year, Missouri already had lost to K-State and Auburn. Nobody was, and what were they like? What was, do you remember the spread was on that? There was a two in front of it. It was, it might have been a three because I bet it. Really? I think it might have been like a 31-point spread or something crazy like that. Or certain, (sighs) like 28. Yeah, it was super high. So, yeah, people can have a revisionist history on that, but that was not as hype going into it. Not even near as hype during it. But. Here's the Missouri spin. The time is set for our sold-out game versus next week versus LSU. Well, I understand them spinning it. Oh, I get it. I know. but it's. I really, honestly, I don't know if we were on recording or not, but I was telling you, I really believed Desiree Rude francois would go, okay, this is the first time in a decade we've been undefeated we take the 11 o'clocks, we want, a, we want an afternoon or night game. Yeah. Enough. But, hey, television rules. Television's why, you know, right. Oregon and right. whatever the fuck else is going wherever. I can't even keep – I honestly don't even know. Right. And the SEC can always say, well, we gave you the third best time slot. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not going to work and it's going to suck. <sighs> I was wondering, like, because they've played now twice at, well, no, the Memphis game was 6.30, so I'm wrong. Yeah, but that was, that's the SEC Network. Because I was thinking, if had they played already too many times at 6, but I don't think they've, Middle Tennessee was 6.30, so I don't think they've played at 6 at all. So there's no reason why they couldn't. They haven't played at 11 a.m. except for Kansas State, but. Oh, my God. Brutal. Just brutal. The worst possible outcome. Couldn't it be worse? I, would I mean, I can keep this Mizzou basketball thing, but I, you know. The wind's I, kind of taken out of the sail yeah. now, I feel. All right, I'll go with number three. All right, here you go. Uh, this is, oh, it was sent to my Hubbard. And then I, cause I'm like, oh, this is from Tim McKernan. <laughs> you sent it was sent to, Yeah, I'm sending him. I'm like, Iggy, about Lana Rhodes. <laughs> Ashley, let's see if this guy lets me use his name. I can't tell. He gives his name, but then in parentheses, the Delmar Gardens glory hole. Nice. All right, Jackson, just for verification, you can see that this comes from my Hubbard, and I forwarded it yeah. to my... Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Of course, you could be lying. Nobody would know. The title of the email, Balloon Party Appreciation. Oh, nice. Still not going to make up for the 11 o'clock thing. Nothing will. Nothing will. Well, lesbianism. I was about to say, it's my birthday in two days. That's right. And if my wife, and this has a 0% chance. Well, 0.1. No. Uh, so, listen, I know you're upset about this 11 o'clock kickoff. As am I. <laughs> but I met a girl on the flight back from D.C. Oh, wow. God, can you imagine? Yeah. The thing is, I picture my one-year-old there. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah, but, you know. And we really hit it off, and... I want to give you a birthday present to lift up your spirits after this 11 o'clock kickoff thing. That would, that then, yeah. then, yeah. other than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what can play I got nothing. Funk. <sighs> Fuck me. All right. Delmar Gardens glory hole. Thank you. Tim, I was listening to your recent QFTA about balloon party, and I just wanted to weigh in with my thoughts on how much I enjoy the show. I've been a listener of yours since the morning grind days, and honestly, like it best when you guys have a little direction to the show and then the ADD theater kicks in. I know Balloon Party is much more structured. It's actually not. I know I'm jumping in here on the email. It's not really at all. 
you structure it. I can't tell you. I know I've said it, and then you're going to say, appreciate you. Thank you. I just got the shooter McGavin guns from Jackson. <laughs> but if you wouldn't have done what you've done, which began with just the six shooter, yeah, yep. and then you just did it every day, which is so tough. It can be. You have you have made that show, actually. Thank I would you. like that on the record. Thank you have you. made that show. Thank you. Now, if you didn't have somebody as good as me on the other side of it, it wouldn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the whole idea is just to light the fire so right. that I do so that the the questions that are lesser, because there's certainly right. days where they're lesser. Because I come in there and I don't know, I don't even know. Like you'll send it over now. You send it over at like what, like nine? Right before the emails. Okay. Then. So I honestly, most of the time, haven't seen them. Right. And that's why today when we did it. I'm like, my guess is everything I want to talk about is in the weekend yeah, wrap-up, so right. I'm not going to, like, take your thunder, and then you go, oh, fuck, i got to go down to question five about uniforms again. Right, you know? which I'm always willing to do, by the way. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? This guy works on this fucking thing. I'm just going to shut up and let him ask his questions. It's sponsored and everything. And they've structured the show well today. And it did. Yeah. So that's the structure, but the structure isn't really like a structure. Like when I did the fast lane last year, right around this time, actually, and I did it back-to-back days, that is actually structured. Right. Like, they plan on each segment. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're wrong and we're right at all. I mean, that show was incredibly successful, period. I'm just saying for what I like to do, because my mind is so ADD, I guess, I don't know what it is, I don't know what the hell's going on, um, that if 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 a topic comes out of nowhere... And I can tell right when it comes up, too. It's kind of like right when there's a topic that people might not realize is political, and I'm going, oh, fuck, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, got to do a live read, got to do a live read, got to do a live read. Mm-hmm. Plowhawk played by Francesa. Yep. <laughs> Something. Because otherwise I know where we're going, and I know I'm going to have to fucking just sit here, or I'm going to have to, like, reach in and awkwardly pull it away. It's the same thing when I can go, that's going to become a topic. Yeah. That's going to be a thing. Yep. I, I, you know, you just kind of know. So in other words, I don't want to be in a spot where it's like, like, that's why I don't like booking guests. Because mm-hmm. what if we're on something and it's like, okay, we got to totally veer off. Right. And talk about something completely, right. almost arbitrary to an extent. I remember, and this is not, I mean, one of, one of the people involved was Brian Burwell. So, I mean, the man's passed away and I loved the guy. Um, but I believe it was Brian Burwell and John Marasek, I think, who were hosting the show. And I st- I'm saying this story and I, as I'm saying it, I almost can't believe it happened. Are you aware of the Brenda Warner phone call? No. Yeah, this is so great because you're so young that you wouldn't... Let's see if I can just type in Brenda Warner phone call and get the story. Uh, yes, September 29th, 2003. I mean, we're approaching the 20th anniversary of this thing. Oh, wow. The wife of benched St. Louis Rams quarterback Kurt Warner sounded off again Monday saying in a radio interview that a trade would be welcomed after this season. Last season, Brenda Warner called the radio show to complain that she and not Coach Mike Martz has suggested that the two-time MVP have his injured hand x-rayed. Uh, so she called in to Brian Burwell and John Maris. I believe it was John Maris. I'm certain it was Burwell to, like, clarify that she had told Kurt to get his hand x-rayed, not Mike Martz. And I remember driving along listening to this going, oh, my fucking God. 
Because I guess I was on the air. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know why I wouldn't have been on the air. Either way, I remember hearing it and going, I can't believe what I'm listening to. Like, I'm listening. It's going, this is it. I'm listening to national news take place before the nation knows it's going to be national news on a station I was just on. Right. And, you know, at the time, 101 wasn't around, so KFNS was the station. And it became a huge deal. I mean, as you can imagine, that the wife called in to dispute the head coach's account. And it probably played a role in Kurt eventually leaving. So this time, so anyway, as you can imagine, like if that happened, oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's the show, right? That's the show. That's it. Yeah, that's that. That's the station's content for the day. It's a no-brainer. And that day, Brenda calls in Burwell, and I believe it was John. Again, I'm going to say it's John. If I'm wrong, I will correct the record. Um. It wasn't their fault. It's just, then they, like, I think they honestly, it might have been Bob Nightingale, was booked. Okay, well, we got a break, and we're going to come back with, you know, I'm going to say Bob Nightingale to go into, you know, a totally different topic. It's like, when that happens, you press eject, and you call an audible, and that's just what, it's like, you know, that's not even that's not even a thought. Like if that happened on our show, and I know you're a very low key, quote unquote, producer. I don't view you necessarily as a mm-hmm. producer. I don't know. We don't have roles on the show. Right. And you're like, oh, we've got like let's say a huge thing happened with the Cardinals, and Gabe was booked. And I know it's a sponsored segment. I'd be like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And if no, somebody has a problem, they can come and, and discuss it, and I'll discuss it with them. And I would explain my reasoning. If they still have a problem with it, so be it. You know, but it's I got to do what's right for the show. Right. That's just what you do. It's a no-brainer. So going back to this balloon party email, which I interrupted on my own uh, like 10 minutes ago, um, I don't like guests, not because I don't like guests. I Fuck, I love doing interviews, mm-hmm. but I love doing interviews in a podcast format because I like just being able to flow with the person, same way with the show. I mean, we are paid to express our opinions and or inform or entertain in whatever way. I always found it odd to like fill a show with guests and then just basically just be guys or ladies asking questions. To me, that that just wasn't the way to do it. And that's why TMA is in part why it is. It's not because it can't book guests. If I, I mean, if I would have said, hey, Jackson, let's get somebody on to talk about the Missouri-Memphis thing, I know you would have done it. Yeah. But, you know, if we're on a topic, I don't want to have to go, okay, let's just screeching halt and then change that's i i want to be engaged oh yeah always you know and you can tell when i'm not engaged because i'm looking at my phone to see what ella reese has posted yep and by the way she's been a little quiet lately and i don't like it yeah probably working out too damn much or what second second bbl (laughs) can you get multiple i assume i would i would assume yeah if anybody's the garner more fat yeah, that's correct. <laughs> then supply. You're like, hey, you're eating a lot. It's like, well, I'm working up my for my second for BBL. My BBL. Yeah. It's not what the hell light. is my email? Where's my email from the Delmar Gardens Glory Hall? All right, this is what set me off. I know balloon party is much more structured, and I could sure do without the constant breaks, but the content is really interesting to me. 
The work that Jackson does, oh, well, he acknowledged it, so there you go. The work that Jackson does to find questions that get you thinking and expounding is fascinating. I agree with that part. That is not, that's not an easy gig. I think that's the toughest, most valuable thing you do here. It's certain, I would think How it's, that? that's, that's, that's lovely. And I do think that, like some days it is by far. the Because honestly, as, even though I know you, you and Plowhawk are dealing with whatever headache with the system that's caused all hell to break loose right. here, quote unquote, anybody, and I know not anybody, including myself, could upload a podcast. Oh, yeah. But to come up with the questions yeah. to engage a fucking weirdo. <laughs> a weirdo I know well, though. That's, right. the, that's the key. Uh, every day. Yeah, that's that can be because that that taps into and, and in a se- in a year in which the Blues have sucked and the Cardinals have sucked. Yeah. That's not easy, man. It can be tough. It can be tough. It's certainly the toughest thing that I do, but it also allows me to tap into the creative side of things, and that's something I like to do. All right. Well, God bless. I'm telling you, I, 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 I'll say that to my wife once a week. I'll tell you, Jackson, those questions. Because if we didn't have that, I would have gone to Tommy. Probably like 15 months ago, I got that. Listen, yeah, right. I'd, t- yeah, I'd take it back, and if I need to give you some money, I'll do. You know, I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. Right. So for real, that's that. You Thank deserve you, the credit. Thank you. In fact, and I know it was a miserable time for you with the hate mail, but I loved listening to you. Oh, now we're going to have to disagree. I loved listening to you, the cat, and Doug talk politics during 2016. You all bring a lot to the table besides just your fun and games. I just wanted to give you a conflicting view of what you hear too much about Balloon Party. Well, Jackson and I kind of build that up. I would say, if anything, the show's kind of gotten popular, but it's no fun to say that. Right. And this might be the only time I ever say it, because <laughs> yeah. it didn't feel good coming out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, at, at any show, you're going to have people who love a show, and well, not you're not going to automatically have people who love a show. That's not true. But you're definitely going to have people who hate every show. Yeah. Every yeah. show. TMA is different because you need, like, a treasure map to find it. And so then if you're listening and hating on it, then it's kind of like, you got to... Yeah, it's your choice. Yeah, right, I mean, you know? you're not, like, going, oh, I wanted to tune in to hear about the Cardinals weekend, and I got somebody talking about, right, right. you know, fucking a fat in 1983 in Jamaica. What the hell, you know? Like, you had, you know what you're getting at this point, and we're liking this literal closet next to a bathroom on right. HD2 radio. You can't go, why are you guys talking? This is what we do. Yeah, that's a great way of separating it. What, fucking a fat 1983? Well, I mean, that was obviously so poignant. <laughs> but uh, but you're right. Like, people tune into one-on-one ESPN because they're like, oh, I want to hear about sports. Right. I want to hear about this. So, the, yeah. It doesn't and I, matter and who's in the bill. Like, and the thing is, whereas if you're a TMA listener and you go, but I don't like that, you can you can say that all day long. That's fine. The, 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 the issue that I would press back, even though I'm certainly more TMA, is it's worked. Right. So you might not like it, but it doesn't really matter. They're going to go, fine. <laughs> Plenty of other people do, and so we're not going to mess with it because you don't like it. So with TMA, if all of a sudden I go, well, shit, now we're at Hubbard. Why don't we break down the Cardinals and Padres series, and then we'll pivot to the Blues and Coyotes twin bill, and then we'll get to Missouri, and then we'll circle back and go back to the Cardinals weekend and look at the National League wildcard race, and then look at the weekend that was in the NFL, and then we'll do emails. I'd go, fuck me. We just blew up the recipe that got us this far. Right, exactly. So this is what's great about that. This allows us to just do our thing, mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit as long as there's money. Yep. I mean, and, 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 right, that's any business. Mm-hmm. So good on them but on 101 they expect sports and so i can absolutely talk sports it's just when i do it on tma people are wanting the non-sports stuff unless it's a big story right which is why i love tma because you don't have to force a sports topic 
It comes up organically. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do that. I could because I can't get worked up. I mean, you heard what I'm worked up about. I'm worked up about the <laughs> fucking Missouri kickoff. Right, not the 12 to 2 loss to the Padres. <sighs> Is that what it was? <laughs> the final score was 12 to 2. Um, God, how about this? I just got a text message from the great Jeff Witt. Remember Jeff Witt at KFNS? Yeah, we're looking to buy an advertising for Sound Story. Um, Is he pissed about the 11 a.m. kickoff? I would, I would respect that he was a Sigma Chi like 12 years uh, before me or so, yeah. 10 years before me. Uh, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, the politics thing. I just wanted to give you a conflicting view of what you hear about Balloon Party. Balloon Party, fortunately, people. You know, but again, this is it. Jackson, how about this? Okay. Master's thesis on the hate on TMA and the hate on Balloon Party. Go. Uh, well, Tim... I've, I can't wait to hear what you have to say on this because I've never had this conversation with more you. More on the 101 thing, I've noticed a cottage industry in the in St. Louis and probably other markets too, but I only live in St. Louis and monitor that, of hating on local sports media personalities. It's like a really popular thing. There's like it maybe, is definitely beyond St. Louis. Sure, I, I can imagine. But I know like who gets complimented? Like you have to I'm be saying. like an old... Right. guy who's been around but then even then it's like oh well he's lost his fastball even randy gets shit on oh, all does, the time. Really? Yeah, yeah yeah so like it's like it's not and then for tma so that's what my thought process on 101 on tma i think people because the show has been on for so long uh that they associate good times in their lives like maybe their early 20s or in college or right out of college to that being the best part of like the best era of tma and so now that they're in different situations in their life, for better or for worse, interesting, it puts their mindset on TMA differently. Because like when you're driving to work and you're happy and listening to TMA because you love your job, you know TMA is great. You know you like this, but if you're going to a job you don't like anymore and you're having issues at home or whatever it is, or you're just getting older in life, now life isn't as sweet as it once was. That's TMA, TMA That's doesn't have that same panache. I uh, I said this today. And I, as I read the Esteban Yan email, uh, and I said, here's what I've, because again, it's kind of one of those things that once you've experienced so many different chapters of the show, you recognize, I mean, I read in October, 2006, that the show was done because Martin had left, but I've also read the show was over because so-and-so left or the show isn't as good since so-and-so left, the show and show the show isn't as good because so-and-so is too involved, where are the drops, whatever you want to... But then what winds up happening is the same thing that used to get criticized all the time, which at the time was the present and getting criticized, then becomes the past, and then it becomes nostalgia and is held up as that was the best era of the show. Right. And so since I've lived it because I'm... In, in the trenches, I now recognize it for what it is, which is at some point in 2025, TMA 2023 will be held up as a, right, right. you see what I'm saying? Golden era, yeah, but yeah. I've, but I've been through it. Yeah. I also understand like, like I, for like, as a stern listener, now I don't even listen unless there's an interview. I don't even listen. I don't sit there and listen and get mad. I just don't even listen. I would like you to start doing that, though. <laughs> I just don't listen. I'm like, oh, he's got Paul Simon on. I'm not really a big Paul Simon fan, but whatever. I'll, I want to hear what Paul Simon has to say, so I'll listen. Right, because you know it's going to be a great answer. 100%. But, like, the stuff about Ronnie and fucking randoms right. in Las Vegas, right. eh, I'm not all that interested. But that might be other people's favorite parts. 100%. And, so right. whatever. Cool. Great. Doesn't affect my life. Just don't care. Don't know what to say. But I view, like, the Artie Lang era 
as the greatest because Artie was the great. sniper. Yeah. And, you know, but I know that while Artie was on there, people are going, where the fuck is Jackie? Jackie the joke man who was the number three, you know? So it's just, it's, it's a case by, and I'm, and I don't know what Howard's mindset. I know Howard's the bad guy for a lot of his audience, which is a fascinating thing, but it, it, you know, it is what it is. And he might be like, yeah, he might be like, I'm sitting on maybe a billion dollars. Right. So I really don't care. Do the show from Southampton. I do the show from Southampton next to Billy Joel's residence, which is up for sale if anybody's interested. He's like, I've done radio and I live next to Billy Joel. I think I did it right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just... You know, it's but it's a tough thing to say to the audience because the audience it, they'll see things like if you're on the fan page or on social media, and then that becomes the truth. Because I'm sure I've got it with some things with regarding like the things I'm passionate about. You know, sometimes when it's the Cardinals, right now you can tell an 11 o'clock kickoff, uh, and I don't want to hear any different. Well, if somebody goes like if Desiree Reed Francois were to go, hey, I was listening to QFTA titled M I Z D S P. Or uh, fucking the fats in 1983, which it might be the title today. I don't know. And she goes, I was listening, a huge QFTA fan. Mm-hmm. And actually, we wanted the 11 o'clock kickoff, and here's why. I still think I'd go, well, that isn't true. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's like when I like break down everything, but if I'm so passionate about something. Right, passion can blind you. All. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'm like trying to be empathetic to being on the receiving end of they don't believe me, even though I know it's true. Because they're so passionate about the show, which is great. I mean, that's what you want to have happen, which then takes me back to this Balloon Party email. And they're not passionate about Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. They're passionate about St. Louis sports and or sports in general on 101 ESPN. And it is a different audience. Yeah, There is certainly a lot more overlap now than when we started, without question. But it's just a different audience. Um Keep up the great work. If you'd like to read this on air, I have no objections. You can just insert a comment about Doug's posterior. Thanks. That's from, I think he wants me to read his name, but I'm not sure. But in parentheses, the Delmar Gardens glory hole. God, I think. On, you think he wants to. Yeah, I kind of think, I kind of think so. He said you can read this on the air. I have no objections. Anthony Getcho, Delmar Gardens glory hole. Nice. I mean, if somebody wants it and they say it, I guess I got to do it. So there it is. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Anthony. Uh, the one thing that I said I would disagree with the politics thing, I didn't think the politics thing was all that. I, I guess what I'm saying is this. I've said this to you about shows before, hosts, writers. I am drawn to people who I don't know what their opinion is before they say it. And on our political discussions, I could have told you what the cat was going to say, and I could have told you what Doug was going to say, and you probably could have told me what I was going to say. And it just, it brought, it just it, didn't go anywhere. Like there was but 2016 was a lot different than 2020, right. 2020, which might sound crazy, yeah. but it, I mean, I was living through it, doing a show and 2020 was, I mean, the hate, the intensity of the hate about a week into the COVID discussions. You weren't part of that, right? Mm-mm. Okay. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. That was, that was an eye opening. I'm like, wow, we're just like. Nobody knows what's going on. Right. You know, I guess there's some people who are like trying to claim wins on COVID, which is a fucking phenomenon. Uh, but whatever, you know, carnival barkers. Uh, that I'm like, whoa, where the, where, where, why are people so mad? Right. Like nobody's coming at this with an agenda. We're just right there with you. Unbelievable hate mail. Wow. 
March 2020. Unbelievable. Hey, but but you know what? You think about it, you know, people probably were losing their jobs or getting pay cut, right. furlough, like real furloughs. Yeah. People weren't in a good state of mind. And then the morning after January 6th was you were you were a part of that. That was my that was my month anniversary. And that's like with the benefit of hindsight, you go, we should have just said we're not talking about it. But the show has never operated that way. The show's never operated that way. I don't even think we texted beforehand. It was just understood that we would talk about it. Yeah. And it just was, it, it was off the rails. It was, and, and I was, that was for real, perhaps the only time I've, you know, I remember having dinner with my wife. I know I've told the story before. That night, and we were in Jupiter, eating at a place called Leftovers, major recommendation for that place, by the way. And I go, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. This was... Yeah, that was, that was a bad morning. That, the, you know, and then, then as a group, me, you, Rockio, Iggy, and Doug, right? Because yep. Plowboy was in the midst of a furlough. Got in a group text, and I said, I just think we gotta, we gotta, it's no more politics. Can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. Just no upside. And then I think Doug, I, I don't even know if this, I still would have this text. I might. And Doug was like, I get it. I say things that people don't like. I'm fine with people getting hated on, but, you know, or, or I'm fine with getting hated on, right. but I, you know, it's probably best that we don't do it. And then that was it. Everybody's fine. It's not like, but there was anger at what Doug was saying. There was anger at me for not yelling at Doug. You know, it just, and I'm sitting there going, holy shit, this is off the rail. I didn't know, you know, it's one of the only times I've been sitting there going, I don't know what the, f- I don't know how to rein this in. The anger, but I remember that same day when that happened on January 6th, I was out playing golf with Adam Long's dad at his place in Jupiter. When I left the house, I think we had like a 1.30 tea time, so 12.30 central. Didn't even cross my mind. There was, it wasn't, there was nothing even on the... Yeah, it was just like normal news coverage of the of the event outside, right? Yeah, but I mean, there were there was a rally. Sure, but it was you know. Yeah, sure there I didn't go. Rallies Hold before. on, I might not play because it wasn't even on, and the whole front nine. I can picture the hole that where uh, not that anybody would know this golf course even, but I mean, it, we were on the back nine, and all of a sudden, guy, what hole was it? Uh, number eleven, number eleven. Okay, by the time we're on sixteen. I am getting hate messages because of my relationship with Jack Danforth. Mm. And Jack Danforth is hated on because Josh Hawley and people are just angry. And so they're just like, just, it's like a gun and just whoever. Yeah, right. And, and how the fuck I, I mean, you had to, the, the leap to go, I'm mad at Josh Hawley. Well, I'm mad at Jack Danforth. And now I'm mad at Tim McKernan. Yeah. And I'm going, this is it's crazy. It was insane. So that's January 6th. So with that, knowing that that happened and knowing that I experienced that and the intensity of that, and then I go home and I just remember, I remember standing, there's a picture of me my wife took in June of 2019. Just, and I didn't know she was taking the picture of me with my hands behind my head, standing up like the surrender cobra, except... It was watching the Blues hoist the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And it was just like, I can't believe that this is happening. I couldn't believe they were in the Stanley Cup final, much less that they're winning the Stanley Cup. And it truly did capture, like, the, I know what I was thinking in that moment, like, the disbelief. I, ha- I stood in, my, uh, in front of my television that night when I got home and seeing it for the first time. Wow. And I just remember, sta- and I just stood, and I remember catching myself going, I got, I, like, I can't believe it. 
And uh, so with knowing that, I suppose with the benefit of hindsight, I, you know, you can say, well, then you should have known you can't talk about it the next morning. But the show had never not talked about something. Right, like it would always so it would be, be so, so weird. Yeah. It would have been so but weird. But that is easily, because one of the best things that the show has ever done is not talk about politics anymore. The 2016 conversations, you might have enjoyed it, but, I mean, that was when Jeff Passan hung up on the show. I'm not saying that he should have. I'm just saying, you know, that's when Doug said something, that, but he wound up getting it from InfoWars, so then that was embarrassing for him. Uh you know, I remember it, as a listener, I would I, I wasn't listening to that part of the show. Like, yeah, I it's just, it's just, it just, you know, and the cat would always say he's a moderate, you know, and then Doug would say, you know, and then they could debate things, but it was, it just, it just wasn't, you know, and I, I personally know how I vote, right. but it's like, well, you're a liberal. And I'm like, well, I don't like dogma. I don't like dogma from the left or the right. I'm outspoken about being agnostic and therefore you associate with being liberal. But I don't like, I just don't like, I don't like unchallenged thought being accepted as truth. That is essentially what my position. And so therefore I realize that both play to getting people who will just blindly vote for them because they are a part of a certain group. Take your pick of religious right, which minority, which sexual orientation, which union, whatever the fuck it is. And then if you step out of that, then you all of a sudden you become a sellout to that group if you vote for somebody else. And that's what I have seen taken place. That's what I don't like, which is why I can sometimes vote for Republican. I can vote for Democrat. And now at this point, the Democrat, Democrat, that'll give me the, uh, the, oh, he must be a Republican. Now he's calling them Democrats. Uh, that's why, and then the January 6th thing happens, and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be the moment that brings everybody together, even though it's awful. And then within a month or two, it becomes, well, that didn't really happen, or it was Antifa, or, oh shit, you know, we, now we got to act like it wasn't a big deal. I'm going, okay, that'll wrap it up. I'm out on politics. And for the most part, I've been out on politics on this podcast as well. Because it, it, you're not debating philosophy, you're debating facts. Yep. And that bores me. Yep. It, 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 it not only does it bore me, it, it is a rare combination of boring me and frustrating me. Yep. So where Doug gets his information, I would imagine, is a lot different than where I get my information. But that doesn't mean that Doug is wrong. Right. I could be wrong. Because I guarantee you, Doug thinks I'm wrong. Right. And I think Doug is wrong. Yeah. But I think the fucking world of Doug Vaughn. Right. And so it isn't my place to... Tell him he's wrong. I just don't, I feel, I feel like it's disrespectful because I don't know. What do I know? I, I can speak to things in my life, yeah. but I don't, so point being, I just don't think it's healthy and it's not what the show is. You don't tune into the show to hear my opinion on the housing market or the stock market or the, you know, Republican debate. So just, yeah, anyway, I mean, I know that wasn't the, the point of the email it was complimenting us on balloon party, but uh, there isn't, there isn't a sliver of me that goes, I'd like to go back to talking politics on TMA, Oof. not a sliver. It's also improved. It's, I shouldn't say improved, reduced the moderation threads getting pulled on the TMA fan page on Facebook. No. I don't even know if we get them anymore. No, almost, if, if it ever is, it's, it's a notification that there's something that's political on there and then it gets pulled or somebody gets suspended or a post gets pulled, but that, that, Oftentimes they're pulled for the wrong reasons. Like somebody will be joking with somebody, and then it got right. pulled because it makes, oh, that's bully exactly. Yeah. It's not a... anyway. And I know that wasn't the point. The, the Anthony's email was very kind about balloon party. Yeah, I, I did, the, the thing when I talked about balloon party a week or two ago, I wanted to give people the context for balloon party and why 
you know, I do it and in the background on how it came to pass. Um, I certainly wasn't, you know, trying to be the girl in the mirror going, do I look heavy in this? You mm-hmm. know, so send in compliments to me. That's not what I'm saying. I, you know, we're kind of past that at this point. But uh, I, I appreciate that people enjoy that show. But really, the con- I mean, if for real, if you aren't doing those six questions, I got nothing. <laughs> can I do it? I can, but I would need like a texter or an emailer to send something to get me to go. Right. Because otherwise, I just I'm, nothing really is going to get me going unless there's a topic that really fires me up, like an eleven o'clock kickoff. Oh, God. So I'm still despondent. My wife just gave the thumbs down to the LSU kickoff at eleven a.m. Fuck that text I sent. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, God. Right, thank you, Anthony. Delmore Gardens Glory Hole. We need some lesbians up in here quickly. I'm telling you. I mean, my, it's my birthday. Yeah. You okay. think there's any chance I'm going to get it? I mean, there's always a chance, Tim. There's not a chance in hell. You going to go out to a good strat? Probably on Saturday's been after the Vanderbilt game. Yeah. God. 3 p.m. game. thinking about the 11 o'clock kickoff again. Mm. God. I'm going to have to drive down after the hit and giggle. That's going to suck. I've had to do that before, and it's not fun. I had to do it after uh, the Dotham. Oh, I had to drive to the Ozarks after the Dotham. Brutal. Mm. God. But worth it, of course. You know, cigarette boats. Sure, absolutely. Show off my wealth. Gold chains. <laughs> Three series. Oh! Anthony, thanks for the email. Great. It was a good email. It was. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not going after Anthony on the politics thing. I, I, I mean, it was. I appreciate where he's coming from. It just, yeah, there isn't a, because I've gotten a few of those over the last couple of years. I missed the politics thing, and I'm like, you might, and that's nice, yeah. but it, there, isn't a, there isn't a sliver of me. If we took a straw poll, that number would be, I bet, in the 70s or 80s, people like, we don't need any. Don't want politics. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would bet. I don't know. Will be the best ve- vessel to do that poll for. Right. No matter where, I'm pretty confident that it would be overwhelmingly. We're good. We're good on that. Fuck me. Eleven o'clock kickoff. This is brutal. God damn it. I'm re- like, what's gonna lift my spirits? Honestly, <sighs> I don't. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Anything short you know of lesbianism? What? I haven't. I haven't seen my wife and my. And she just texted, we just landed. So I'm going to get to see my wife and my, my almost 20-month-old now uh, here in a matter of uh, moments. So that'll, that, that'll be nice. That is lovely. That'll be nice. That, that'll put me in a good place. Absolutely. And maybe she'll, she'll tell me about meeting this girl on the plane who's going to come over on Wednesday night after we put the kids to bed. I, Except one of the kids will be up until midnight, so it's going to be awkward for him. I know most beautiful mid-20s single mm-hmm. women right, right. fly from, you know, D.C. to right, St. Louis right. on Monday afternoon. Absolutely. That's like, that's the And they're looking of, for right. married mothers with one-year-olds. You might, you have as good luck finding a four-leaf closer in the, four-leaf closer in the, clover. In the clover in the Sahara Desert. Thank you. Something you said earlier. Uh, Fucking the fats in 1983. Right, and I'm going to have to remember that for the title. But um, something you said about, um, like, nothing, like passion can blind you. There was a great quote in Peaky Blinders that I just finished. Killian Murphy. Yeah, and he, uh, no spoilers, but, like, Tommy Shelby 
goes from being a, a gang member, a street gang member, into being into politics. And he's being complimented on his speaking ability. And he, he gave this quote, conviction introduces emotion, which is the enemy of oratory. And I found that to be fascinating. I love conviction enter, introduces, enters, welcomes? In- introduces. Emotion. Yeah. Which is the enemy of oratory? Yeah. Well, I don't follow oratory. I would say the enemy of logic. Mm, that's interesting. But what is, what, is the, what is oratory? Oratory, I think, of speaking skills. That's what he's saying, yeah. So, like, emotion. So, what, then you start talking like a dumb shit? Right, or talking with emotion and talking with emotion. But yet it's the genesis of Sports Talk Radio. Right. Well, yeah, I wonder what Tommy, I'd like to add that on. I wonder what Tommy Shelby thinks about Francesa. He'd be into it, I bet. Francesa might be one of the most low-key ones out there right now. Unless he laid up with a five eye. That's a hundred percent right. Patrick Reed and his five eye. <laughs> I really pissed him off. Yeah, I mean, here I am. So it, it played out, quote unquote, live on the air, the Missouri eleven o'clock kickoff, and this is this is my. Yeah, I saw the life drain out of you. Yeah, so I don't get angry. I just, I just, yeah, I just, I'm like a blow up doll that deflates really quickly. God, I hate looking at the Mizzou football graphic for it too. It's like the worst thing I could have seen. I feel bad for the people in the, in the graphic department. I had friends in that in college, and now they had to put out that bullshit 11 a.m. graphic. But they can put ESPN under it, so I guess it's all forgiven. Oh, God. God, I want to be able to text the colonel so bad. Is he on a flight to Rome? Or no, he... he flew yesterday. Okay. I was texting with him from Lambert. Time's over there, probably 8 p.m.? Yeah, probably. He's probably all messed up with time zones. Hey, Jackson, I got good news. There's a fan page post complaining about the show not being up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hello, so you, so I so your tell for the record is you begin to hum. Here comes the bride when you're not happy. It was a very surprising reaction. Well, I knew you wouldn't be happy. Let me just. Let but me, who would have thought it would be? Here comes the bride. That is your default. So Spotify looks like it's having an issue because I can certainly because that's the fan page post and I see it pretty confident. I see it here on. Apple Podcast, and we've had some issues with Spotify in the past, so this could be uh, this could be an issue. But you know, what we'll do is we'll figure it out. Uh, it's certainly up on Apple and on the TMA app, which is where you should be listening, anyways. But uh, you know, I don't want to shame people. <clears throat> so you have to listen here or there. You can listen wherever the hell you want. That's the idea of being on all platforms. So uh, I guess we can uh, look into that Spotify issue. I can tell you that I upload the podcast the same every single day, and if something goes wrong. Almost always, and that's not a blanket statement because some things, but Uh-oh. almost Uh-oh. always, Uh-oh. I'm not Uh-oh. saying it's a user error, Uh-oh. but it can be, that's where we're going. no, it can be error on the part of the individual platform in which you listen. Like I don't change, I don't upload to eight, eight different things to eight different platforms. It's one place to send it to all the platforms. Very suspicious to me. Right. Full I know. scale investigation. I know. I'm, I'm leaving people so in the dark on this. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You know what I want to do? I want to text Dave Matter. And just, but then I like, you know, we know each other, but he might have to like do the thing. No, this is great. We're excited. His paycheck has changed to a right. different place. But I'd like to, hey, listen, just me and you. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it can, can be. Like, I'll, I'll sign an NDA. Right. I just want to understand. Right. I want the inside. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I, I would know too. deep down they did not want an 11 o'clock. How could, like, I don't see in what world it makes sense. Like, or, or it benefits the University of Missouri to have this game at 11. I cannot see. I know it's not Missouri's call, of course, sure. but I just don't get the, I, I just think, I think from a television, I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. Because listen, if Missouri were to lose to Vanderbilt, and here's the, here's the bigger thing, if LSU were to lose to Ole Miss, 
I get it. Mm-hmm. But you have incomplete information, and you can exercise a six-day window. But maybe I'm off on the six-day window thing. You no, know? I'm pretty sure that. I'm, well, I know it exists. I think you get, they can only do it two times a year. That's I, what I, I thought. I think that's right. But then I, I don't see where they're seeing another weekend where they're going to need to do it. Unless they're trying to save their But like, it, might just, it just might not be big enough games. Like, you know, I mean, Missouri's not a national brand. <sighs> Alabama is, and Georgia is. Yeah, so I get that. I get that. If you, you're like, okay, fine, we're not going to waste it because we can put Alabama in 230 and Georgia at 6. And even if Kentucky sucks, we still got Georgia, you know. National brands in there. Yeah. yeah LSU's you know I mean? a national brand. I know. I think they might worry that Missouri gets blown off the field. God. I, I got some news for them. Oh, what do we got? Nobody's going to be blown off the field. You got the Tigers in Columbia. They're not going down with that fight. I need an anti-11 o'clock kickoff T-shirt. I'll pay $100 for that. Somebody comes up with a good one. Got to be creative with it. Don't just, like, in block letters and I'm anti-11 o'clock kickoffs. I'm not going to send you $100. But if you get one that we use, I've never felt stronger about something. I, that's a, that's a, what an assignment for a graphic designer, it's an, an anti-11 o'clock kickoff. Peter Rep came up with Brian Kelly dancing on recruits. Yeah, I need that. need that quickly. Lizzie football, we don't dance on our recruits. No, we just hop, we just jump on them after getting our sixth win of the year. <laughs> Cigars in mouth. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what a what a downer. What's the name of this episode going to be? I guess fucking the fats and eighty three. That's tough though, because then you can't do it with the f this and f that. I should put stars in for the UC. UC. Put little stars in there. People know what I'm saying. What about just the fats in nineteen eighty three? Yeah. Sleeping with the fats in nineteen eighty three. We're trying to throw them off the scent of the content. Because <laughs> mis yeah mis dsp. It would hit after you heard it, but it wouldn't yeah. hit it originally. Yeah. This is going to lead to a thread that this guy was mentioned on the podcast, which then leads to an entire thread bashing me and how shitty of a human being I am on Power of Zoo. That's a good call. We'll just, 100% will happen. We'll go with fucking the fats in 83. It's either that or the... Well, no, th- people are going to listen to the podcast who are Mizzou fans oh, and then yeah. hear it and then go, hey, M-I-Z, DSP, you were mentioned on McKernan's podcast. Who's Tim McKernan? Oh, is he still doing something? Oh, I remember him. Oh, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he doesn't like Missouri, and then it becomes, yeah, and then... I'm just telling you how. Do you want to know how the world was going to play out? Yeah, I just thought you were trying to build your brand. Guess I was misinformed. My brand is to not leave my house right. or a driving range. Uh, Mizzou is certainly leaning into that by scheduling an 11 o'clock game. Oh, fuck. Oh, Any, is... Anything short of lesbianism, you're going to be in a bad place. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's, not, just... it's not even in play. Like I'm trying to think golf. Like there's nothing. Especially if you come go to your wife and be like, "But the Tiger games at 11 a.m. Can't you see I'm down?" And the, I can tell <laughs> you, like, can you, like, do you know her well enough to know what the reaction is? Uh, probably like rolling of the eyes. Yes, that's it. That's right. Yeah. There'll be a sigh and a roll in the eyes, or something like, "It's great." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not even like engaged. Right. That's the thing. Right. Like it's like it's like tweeting at me. It's like. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I don't. I don't go. Hold on a second. Right. I think, uh, indifference is the real one, enemy. You got one on me. It's yeah. great. Being indifferent is the real enemy. If she was upset or if she was happy, right? That's that's, that's emotion. Thing. Indifference. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I said, worse. like like the tweets at me. It's like ah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's I guess we're so that's the, uh, that's where I am now. Yeah. Hey, since the kickoff, I mean, like I've even texted that. Especially right. like she just landed at that fucking regional airport. Right. But it's good because we have. And she's carrying around a bunch of shit with a one-year-old. And I send a text about, hey, my birthday's coming up in two days. Any chance we can have a threesome? I'm pretty down about the Missouri kickoff at 11 o'clock. She might just credit your browser's account. 
I could see that being the con- the consolation prize. Like she would be, it wouldn't even like there wouldn't be a sliver of amusement. <laughs> like picture how you feel when you land at Lambert. I mean, it's such a. Oh uh, yeah, it's exhilarating. And then for whatever reason, and I have no idea why, it takes so long to get your bags. Ah, oh, it's brutal. And there's like three flights. Three flights have come in all day, and yet the carousel is like, sorry, we got the plane in from Orlando to lay in at 8 a.m. They just got their bags. So wait and up. then if you're getting picked up on the lower level, you are about to be berated. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Like, you got it. Like, it's like a, it's like a fire drill. Like, you got to get those bags in there. The, the driver better have the doors unlocked because you can't waste time <laughs> pulling on the handles. Screamed at. Yeah, because you were there for 12 seconds. Oh. So then you get hit by your fucking pervert husband while you're carrying a one-year-old in luggage about him wanting to have a threesome because he's upset about the timing of a yeah, well, your birthday 18-year-olds yeah. playing football yeah. in Columbia. Right, but, th- but she understands that what this will do to the program. Oh, God. I guess I can say thank God we didn't get the bus. Yeah. Looking on the bright side. Yeah. Shit. Maybe right. the weather will be good. I guess I got to land the plane here. This is it. I'm sorry. We need erotic stories. For my birthday, send erotic stories in. Yeah, for real. It's honestly crazy that they didn't come in pre Yeah, yeah, you would have thought that would have just been, like, leading to an inferno of them. Yeah. Well, didn't one guy, like, come too quick or something? Or no, somebody threw up on somebody? Yeah, it was like a high school. <laughs> not hot. Throwing up in, like, a shower is not an erotic story. That's just gross. Jackson's now mad at the audience. Save that. Well, I'm going to you're mad at him on TMA. Jackson's mad at him on QFT. Save that shit for your Doug diary. Doug and I are essentially indifferent. Yeah. I turned to Doug when Esteban Yan, and I said, I mean, I don't want to blow it for everybody, but you're probably not going to be doing this in 10 years because I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, listen, I love that you care about the show, but, you know. Let's, let's try and keep our eye on the ball here. <laughs> Buck Swope called it my William Shatner Saturday Night Live sketch. Remember, have you seen that sketch? Uh-uh. You would enjoy it. All right, I'm going to look it up. I like it. I love it. You, you, you would enjoy it. William Shatner Star Trek convention Saturday Night Live sketch. Oh, yeah, kind of like where he's, like, <laughs> shitting on everybody who's, like, really... But like, I wasn't doing that. This was when you... I actually said that when we were doing the Norwood remote, and you were losing your mind. Oh, uh, yeah. And people were furious that the remote wasn't working. And I, and I looked over at Doug, and he couldn't have been more calm. We were having a conversation with a friend, and just like, I know this happens on remotes. It happens. Oh, yeah. Everything's going to be fine. And, I'm, and then I open up the text inbox, and there's, I mean, rage. <laughs> and he, was there a text from John Kioski, Tommy Mattern, Keith Krause? No. No. But the audience is so fucking mad. <laughs> and I, I got to tell you something. This is our job, and this is... And unfortunately, sometimes things aren't going to go the way we want. But it's not for lack of effort. Right. Jackson's over here working his ass off. In our ideal world, we would never leave the studio to do the show. Approved. But this is what we got. This is the situation. And unfortunately, it, it leads to some problems sometimes. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. Yeah, you Been got. doing this 19 years. Yep. Everything's going to be fine. Why are you so angry? <laughs> I mean, and that's for the William Shatner thing. And he goes, <laughs> look at yourselves. I mean, sir, you're, you're in your 40s. <laughs> Have you ever kissed a girl? <laughs> I was watching uh, Funny People the other day. With uh, the great Adam Sandler. Yeah, and uh, he was doing a, uh, he was doing a, a, 
he's a comedian in the movie. Oh, I've seen the picture. Yeah. I think it's good. It's really good. And uh, it's is it little, too long? Yeah, it's literally best. It's two hours and thirty minutes. Judd Apatow, Jesus Christ, tighten it up. Um, but he, uh, they ask him. He's doing a bit for MySpace for like their party. Oh which yeah, which is yeah. a great moment in internet history. And he goes, and someone comes up to him. He's like, "So are you on MySpace? You do that?" He goes, "No, no, no. I have sex with girls." <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's that old that it's a MySpace. Yeah, Holy he's doing shit. a bit at MySpace, and they have James Taylor up there going, fuck Facebook. And it's like, oh, boy, Jim Taylor. You should see what's going on in the world after this. God. But, yeah, I really love that movie. Yeah, you do got to kind of pack a lunch for that one, but I do. All Judd Apatow movies are way is too right? Knocked Up is over two hours. Is it and really? Like 20, it's like two hours and 20 minutes. What's that about? It's, it's the Judd, it's because he just does improv left and right, and so they left with so much material. I meant to ask Tim Meadows about that when he was in the oh, studio. That would have been interesting. Because I, I wanted to ask him since they invented the, di like, or since movies have started using digital film where there's not a finite amount of reels, like, how much more freeing is that to oh, shoot a movie when the directors, like, just sh do something because we can shoot as much as we want. Right. You know, especially in comedy, like, something like that, because I know he's a big improv guy. Yeah. So I wonder how I that affected him. I would have been curious what his answer yeah, to that. And, and maybe if we get him again. Come on in, Tim Meadows, if you're listening to QFTA. Desiree Reed francois thank you for listening. And all of the ladies who are listening. Yeah. We're opening up the doors to my home for my birthday to lift my spirits for this 11 o'clock kickoff. Mm. And the other thing is nobody gives a shit about it outside of, like, me and you. I know. God damn it. Like, like, Gabe, that, like, Gabe is like... Gabe will be in heaven. Yeah. No, Gabe won't be. Actually, I texted him yesterday. I said, I think 11 o'clock's live. And he goes, I will land, I'm landing at Lambert like at 7 the night before on a however long flight from fucking Rome. Yeah. He goes, I will be dead. Oh, God. Yeah, so he's got and to And so I up. told Gabe, I said, I think they do the six-day window, and that's what he thought, too. And then they do this to us. Colonel. Colonel's not going to be happy. No, he's going to be upset. <sighs> Fuck me. God. James Carlton will be upset. Everyone's going to. I mean, who's going to be excited about this? The olds. The olds. All right, now we got to go. I'm sorry this is a downer. I don't know. I can tell some sapphic stories from 20 years ago, I guess, if you need me to. I need to tell them to myself. Nobody yeah. wants to hear them anyway but me. Right. And uh, they're honestly probably better used at this point just for you, especially <laughs> given the circumstances <laughs> at hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been a very sad, a very special edition of QFTA.